800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. Good afternoon. I'm Jazz Garrett from the capital city on KINY. Two Coast Guard crew members have been released from the hospital in the investigation into the cause of a MH-60 Jayhawk helicopter aircrew crash on Reed Island continues as of yesterday morning. The remaining two crew members, who were previously listed in serious condition, have improved and are now listed in fair condition. On September 6th of this year, the Biden Department of the Interior announced plans to cancel all seven remaining oil and gas leases issued under the Trump administration in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge while concurrently locking up 13 million of acres within the National Petroleum Reserve Alaska from oil and gas production. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act former President Donald Trump established restricted energy development in the coastal plain of Anwar to 2,000 acres and production could result in the development of an estimated 10.4 billion barrels of oil. Both actions were taken without notice to the Alaska Native communities most impacted by these decisions. President of the Voice of Arctic Inupiat, Nagarat Karcharik, speaks to how this impacts their communities at a press conference last week. For thousands of years, the North Slope Inupiat have been stewards of the Arctic lands waters and wildlife. We are inseparable from that ecosystem. Yet when Washington talks about the Arctic, our people are rarely, if ever, mentioned. Despite President Biden himself stressing the importance of listening to and working with Indigenous people on issues affecting their communities, we have been swept aside in favor of politics. The federal government continues to make decisions about our ancestral homelands, now in the name of environmental justice, with little to no regard for the voices of our people. There is no justice in that approach. I'm here this week with elected representatives of the North Slope Inupiat to advocate for consistent engagement. U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan says consultation is required. An extension was requested for Anwar's public comment period that did not receive any response. This administration, every time they seem to open their mouth, they talk about the importance of environmental justice, racial equity, taking, para, taking you know, looking out for communities of color. Okay, I have no problem with that emphasis, but there's a giant asterisk. It's unless it's an indigenous person from Alaska, then they don't do any of that. And they don't do it. Like it's not debatable. They don't do it. And we are frustrated. The senators argue the Biden DOI's decisions lack scientific backing or consultation with Alaska Native stakeholders who live in the region and come at a critical geopolitical moment when energy security is more necessary than ever. U.S. Senator Lisa Murkowski emphasizes this. It is the people of the North who matter. It is their voices that need to be heard, and they cannot be selective hearing from administration to administration. It is offensive as a senior member of this Alaska delegation to know how leaders in our state, strong native leaders in our state are being treated by this administration. Recently elected North Slope Mayor Josiah Pukatuk represents the only community that is within Anwar. He highlights the borough's perspective and calls this a familiar fight. When people think resources, you think resource development. But when we see, uh, when we see, I'll take a page out of my uncle's book, when we see the land and we see the sea and we see the air, we see opportunity and we see resources. 
and that goes as far as our terrestrial game, that goes as far as our marine mammals. And the North Slope Borough um, is wholly involved in everything that happens in our backyard, in our front yard, and in our living room when it comes to uh, policy that's coming down. And, and traditionally, we always have been. Going back since the formation of the borough and the reason that we formed uh, in 1972 was because uh, we felt that uh, our, our voice wasn't being heard. Sounds pretty familiar for what we're dealing with today. The city and borough of Juneau earned a perfect score on the Human Rights Campaign's 2023 Municipality Equality Index Scorecard, HRC announced Tuesday. This is the third consecutive year CBJ earned a rating of 100 points out of 100. The MEI is a nationwide evaluation examining how inclusive municipal laws, policies, and services are of LGBTQ plus people who live and work there. Cities are rated based on non-discrimination laws, the municipality as an employer, municipal services, law enforcement, and leadership on LGBTQ plus equality. The 2023 MEI evaluated 506 cities nationwide, including seven in Alaska. Juneau is the only city in Alaska to receive a perfect score. Coming up next on News of the North, Juneau School District shares more about their response to a student who brought a weapon to Thunder Mountain High School Tuesday. That story next with Jordan Lewis. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis. News of the North followed up with Juneau School District Superintendent Frank Hauser for comment on how Thunder Mountain High School responded Tuesday to a student that had a weapon at the school. Administrators received a report of a student that had what appeared to be a weapon on school grounds. Uh, the student was in close proximity to the administrators at the time of the report, so Principal Arnold immediately contacted the student, secured the item, and isolated the student. Uh, Juno Police Department was notified and responded. Uh, the student was cooperative and, as administrators investigated the situation and worked with law enforcement uh, at the time. Uh, I really have to say prompt reporting and quick action helped resolve the situation with minimal disruption to the school day. Because the principal uh, was able to immediately locate the student and secure the item, it was not necessary to take uh, emergency action such as a lockdown. Classes weren't disrupted and the school was safe during the investigation. He explains more on why the school didn't enter a lockdown. Well, it depends on the reports. Um, you know, lockdowns or stay put, any kind of a response uh, usually is initiated by a building administrator uh, when the situation uh, comes uh, light. Uh, if there is a report that comes through, then, um, you know, that is something that, uh, you know, depending on the time frame, what's taking place, uh, a, a lockdown or a stay put uh, might be appropriate to, um, you know, kind of further investigate or locate, um, you know, any, any, any report of concern. This is what someone should do if they have a concern to report. Anybody that has any um, information uh, can reach out to the school district. If it's a student, uh, they can, you know, go to a uh, you know teacher in the school, go to a building administrator, um, talk to an adult in the building and report uh, any concerns that they have. Uh, if it's a family member at home or a community member, they can reach out to the school, they can reach out to the district office um, and just, uh, you know, report some of their concerns. They can also contact the Juno Police Department. He thanks the community, students, and staff for their quick action and response. 
Um, they want to make sure everybody knows the district takes these matters seriously and appreciates it whenever our students, parents, staff, and community members bring safety issues to our attention. And I also just want to thank those who reported it uh, to the students, to the staff at TM for their cooperation, as well as the JPD for their quick response and resolution of the incident. The Capital City Chapter of the Alaska Peace Officers Association will hold its annual Shop with a Cop event on December 9th at 9 a.m. Law enforcement officers will pick up nominated and chosen kids from their home and have a Santa parade with lights and sirens from JPD to Fred Meyer. Once there, officers will help the kids shop for their family's gifts. All gifts will be wrapped and delivered to the families, help with donating a holiday meal for each family. Through 100% donations, the program typically serves about 50 children directly with twice that many volunteers to help. And the National Alliance on Mental Illness in Juneau is hosting a silent virtual auction with over 150 items now until Saturday at 6 p.m. Aaron Surma, Executive Director, shares details about how the auction helps. Well, yeah, so we're fundraising for our work. So NAMI Juno supports mental health in Juno, and we provide information about how to find mental health services. You know, we have a website, um, junomentalhealth.org. People call us, people email us, ask, like, how do I find this type of support for myself or for somebody else? Uh, we have support groups. We have classes, presentations. You'll hear about some of my coworkers in a minute. I won't spoil their news. <laughs> and we also do advocacy with the state to promote more mental health services being available for folks. These are some of the items. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, a lot of food. We have loaves of bread. Taishe, the most famous baker in Juno, is going to make a loaf of bread for somebody. We got cheesecake with caramel sauce. Also have a bunch of experiences. Uh, we have a guided mushroom outing led by Claire Baldwin, who is a pro. I've gone with her before. I won this in our auction a couple years ago. Uh, I'm going to take people on a, up to a happy hour at Naked Man Lake, which is at the near the top of Mount Troy. So I'll lug up all the snacks and drinks and everyone else can just have a nice time at the pond up there. Demi Fangen, board president, talks about NAMI's family support group. And anyone who supports a, a loved one who has a mental health condition is welcome to attend. We talk about things that are helpful, that things that are frustrating, that we would like to know a little bit more about. So um, the sessions are free, they're drop-in, um, and they're super confidential. They say that one in five people deal with a mental health condition. This is the biggest fundraiser of the year for NAMI. 10% of their budget is based on donation. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jordan Lewis.